Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine a year. Where the Confederacy were the good guys? What? What the? What? 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 When? Who? Where? What year is that, Zach? What the? What? The year is 1926. Welcome to Oldie Butter Goody. Oh, we are really working through these years, aren't we? I love spending a week in a particular year, having a fun time, and it's 1926 at the moment. 1926 Americana. That's where I am. I'm out here in Hollywood. I'm hanging out in Hollywood, and I'm having a fun time. Uh, my name is Sandro, and uh, my co-host, Zach, is going to be here in a second, but to get him, hey, I need to go up and talk to a random stranger. And, uh, oh, no. Hello there! For sake. No, it's this inventor guy again from like two episodes ago. Hello, it's me, Harry Grindelwald Matthews. Yes, oh, I'm here. Harry Grindelwald Matthews. No. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? My inspiration, my guiding light. I haven't seen you in a year. Yeah, well, two years, I think, actually. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't... Well, for you, maybe. But with my new time travel device. <laughs> oh, no. Things are a bit timey-wimey, you know? Getting a bit confusing, eh? Wait, you've been time traveling as well. Did you steal a portal off of Zack? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. While he was bouncing around in my head, I bounced around in his head, and I found the invention schematics for his device, and I thought, oh, I could combine that with my death ray and make mm. a portal ray. Pretty classic. Two boys bouncing around in each other's heads. Yeah, I love it. It's happened before, it will happen again, and, uh, why? It's been a fun adventure. I've been to the future. Right, yes. I'm going to invest in Apple. Oh, no! <laughs> Uh, yes, no, I saw these strange bricks that people were holding, uh, uh, my fantastic, uh, death ray is now in full production, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, great, I, mmm, well, I can't wait to return to the future then and see what's, what's going on over there, because this sounds like a really fun time, but hey, um, you know the deal. Yes, yes. I need to talk to my co-host. You need a break, right? You want a break, like two, like, like an hour and a half of just Zen time, right? So how about you, uh, zippity doodah out of there, and uh, I'll zippity doodah Zach into there. You see, Sandro, that's why I'm here. This is my uh, plan. I'm going to be here so that Zach will zip himself into my mind again, and then I can steal more inventions. Oh, and then no. I shall be able to take over the world. Oh, but I need to record the podcast, so I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put out <laughs> weekly episodes or else the algorithm will fall. Oh my god, he's transforming. <laughs> Zach? Hello? Hi? I'm... Ha- hang on. You're not Zach Adams. You're... Are you... Zach, is that you from Shakespeare Aliens? 
That is, it's, it's Zach Rose from Shakespeare Aliens. G'day. Wait, what is happening here? It's usually my co-host Zach comes into the bo- What the hell? Is stuff malfunctioning? Is the future broken and so all our tech is malfunctioning? How are you, by the way? I'm very good. The future is very broken, by the way. It's, oh. it's, <laughs> it's not ideal. Well, I'll have to try and fix that uh, during our year-long story arc. But instead, do you have the ray gun that we use for guests on you by chance? It should look like, you know, it's kind of purpley. Uh, it's got some, um, some designs on it, some floral designs. Have you got that there in your pockets? Oh, by chance, I do. All right, I want you to shoot that orphan with it. Hello, governor. That sounds a little unethical, but uh, okay. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, it's fine. All right, here I go shooting orphans. Whoa, hey. Oh my God, it worked. I thought about Zach and the orphan, and now Zach's the orphan, and then Zach's in that one. I think there's two Zachs. Zach meets Zach. Oh, oh, Zach. Hey, Zach. I'm Zach. Nice to meet you, Zach. Nice to meet you, Zach. I'm Zach. <laughs> Whoa! Your name's Zach? My name's Zach! That's crazy! Um, we're, we're here to talk about the Buster Keaton movie, The General, from 1926. Zach Rose, you are an actor and comedian and improviser. I am somewhat all of those things, yes! Mm. <laughs> and you are in the show Shakespeare Aliens, which I sound designed. We are heading to Adelaide very soon, so you're here to plug that, but also to talk about the movie. That I am. Remember in the year 1924 when you said Buster Keaton didn't do anything problematic? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And I was happy in that time when I said those things, because I was like, hey person's not problematic i'm allowed to like them there's nothing that could possibly ruin this emotion <laughs> i mean if you're saying that the problematic thing he did was you know make a movie that's uh, a pro <laughs> the confederacy then i mean look look uh you got a point um but also mm. i mean history is uh no i'm not no no i'm not doing this <laughs> <laughs> you're about to say history is written by the victors <laughs> Because <laughs> they, they lost. Wow. <laughs> they lost the yeah, this was a bit of a strange turn. I don't know why he was pro-Confederacy. I get there was a lot of pro-Confederacy stuff, I guess, back then, but... Mm. Um, well, I don't know where Buster Keaton grew up, so he might have grown up in the South. But also, like, this is based off a historical event as well, so... Maybe he just mm. didn't want to change it. That mm. historical uh -oh. event, I, I just, I'm about to well actually you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, please do, please do. Oh, no. So the, the book that it's based off, The, the Daring and Suffering uh, by, by uh, William Pitanga, it's yeah. the history of the Great Railroad Adventure. That was a union story told by a <laughs> union soldier. Oh, no. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Buster Keaton. And Buster was just like, I want to go for the underdog. <laughs> the Confederacy? So I guess, like, fascism is almost on the rise. So he was just True. like, no one's going to believe the Union is the good guys. Mm. <laughs> right. I'm having a look and he... I mean, he grew up in, like, Kansas, which is south. Like, that's southern, so I guess there might have been something there. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm going to say he was hedging his bets, right? You know, <laughs> just in case. The problem is, though, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's, a it's a good film. I, I was living in fear trying to write a review on Letterboxd because I was just like, I don't know how to say good things or bad things about this. 
because all the like the the white haired uh, bearded men of the world will be like. How dare you say bad things? This is a masterpiece. <laughs> How dare you say bad things, sir? This is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, we did watch Dr. Caligari. Yeah. That was a great movie. And that had literal Nazis in it. So. <laughs> that did have Nazis in it. You're right. So film can be good where people are bad. But then this film is about bad? I am confused. I don't think, I mean, sure, like, the thing is, though, the way that I read it is, uh, I didn't really think that Buster Keaton was, like, pro-Confederacy, you know, it was just where he was born, really, you know? Oh, it's just where he was born. He didn't choose. Oh, man. <laughs> this was the <laughs> local army. Oh, boy. Confederates don't kill people. <laughs> people kill people. <laughs> Trains kill people. <laughs> Trains kill people. Yeah, I um, I I was not expecting that. <laughs> like when it, like when it started, I was like, "Wait, hang on, <laughs> hang on." That year at this location, this isn't doing what I think it is, is it? And then like the film just kept going on, and I kind of forgot about it. But then at the very end, when it's like, "Yay, the good guys are riding in to save the day," oh, and they've got a Confederate flag! Yay! Yeah. Look, I I kind of wish I'd just left Buster Keaton in that last movie, you know, and then we then we wouldn't have this score context. And in my mind, it was like nothing problematic happened ever, and everything's fine. <laughs> but that being said, I think the film's pretty good. The film's great. All my friends have given it five stars on Letterboxd. It's considered one of the greatest American films of all time. It's, like, way up there. This is the Buster Keaton movie, which is funny because it completely bombed at the time. Um, but everyone looking back on it really, really likes this film. And, I mean, it's a very well-made film, incredibly dangerous to every single actor involved. Yeah, because they all had to dress up as Confederates and everyone wanted to kill them. <laughs> very dangerous. There's some historical context here that we are not talking about, but we're Australians, we don't fucking care, so shut up. Whoa, whoa. It is a, you know, it is a pretty good film, though. I don't think it's as good as Sherlock Jr., because I the story here is so thin, and some of the set pieces go on for maybe too long. It is a solid 80 minutes, like, this is a full-length movie, and Buster Keaton didn't really do many of those. I don't want to say it's too long, but it does take a while for for certain scenes to be over and then you're on to the next big set piece. There's some stuff like that, which, I mean, I could say is a criticism, but it's, you know, it's it's very well made. It's a very well made movie. He's great in it. Everyone's great in it. There's some great stunts, some ridiculous stunts. And uh, I I did rather enjoy this, uh, despite the, uh, the, the past 10 minutes of the podcast. Um, Zach, what did you think of it? Zach, the co-host, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why is why is this the Confederacy? Why? <laughs> why? Why did he do this? Why it's just uh... <laughs> The movie was fun though. Co- constantly I was like, how expensive was this film to make? Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of property damage that they did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that must have been expensive. Uh I'm sure you have some facts. This cost $750,000. Bloody hell. (laughs) Which at the time is very expensive. This is like one of the most expensive movies of the time. And it made $1 million, so it bombed. Um, Oof. It bombed so hard that Keaton, I think at that point, this is his last film that he did where he had like full creative control. Because then after this, 
He was in a very restrictive deal uh, with MGM um, because this film didn't do very well. So they they didn't trust him enough to to do uh, whatever he wanted in the same way that, you know, the chaplain was doing that at the time and uh, and making good money. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is a very expensive movie. And you can tell for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. And apart from the underlying, like, fact that he's, you know, Confederate soldier instead of the other way around, uh, I thought this was very good. I like the story. I don't know why he's uh, simping again. <laughs> uh, what's with all these simps, you know? It Look, if your girls, like, go to war and die for me, is that the girl you want? Really? <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe don't. It's not as bad as, like, last week, though. Like, hey, if you want to marry me, go get killed by a dinosaur. Like, it's not as bad yeah, as last yeah, week, but yeah, it's Yeah, still... it's no get killed by a dinosaur. That's fair, you know. Like, yeah. he, he's doing better on that one. And and she comes around to him, you know, so. But just, just, just like, just like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of girls out there. Just, come on, man. But, uh, yeah, train shenanigans. It was a good time. I liked it. So, historically, uh, Zach Rose, um, historically, was this a union, like, did they win? Yeah, this was just, like, some crazy battle that happened with the the unions and the Confederates and the the unions won. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you change that then? I really don't know, because he thought that it was just like, I'm going to go for the underdog. These are the, like, Mm. the the audience isn't going to trust that the unions won. So, okay, I've got a quote here. Um, Although the book was written from the Union Army perspective, Keaton did not believe that the audience would accept Confederates as villains, so change the story. Wow. Was he... Was he a, was he race? I mean, everyone was in the twenties, but was he like was he a racist boy? Maybe no, but it might have been he had a you know he knew lots of people and they were all racist because it's all back in that day, you know. Well, yeah, and so probably. he was like, oh shit, all these racists aren't going to believe that the Confederacy was the bad guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. I guess I'll have to change it. That's yeah. like if um, the Nazis made a movie about them winning Stalingrad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit like that. I was kind of thinking, like, I uh, it's not that recent. It was a few months ago when I saw the new um, All Quiet on the Western Front remake, which is, like, all from the perspective of, like, the Germans, right, who weren't necessarily the good guys in World War One, but... You know, it's just like the story of one soldier on the side of the war that you don't usually see portrayed that way. But I guess maybe that's what this is. But also this is based off historical events that did not play out like this. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. You know what? I'm going to say I'm not a big fan of the Confederacy. Whoa. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. So this was kind of a bummer for the film. That's pretty Uh, controversial, Zach. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I'm pulling out the big... I mean, right now we're in 1926, so it is. But uh, I I, I still enjoyed the film. I think I enjoyed it actually less than um, his other film, though. Sherlock Jr. Um, Yeah, I definitely agree. That was a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I think I found Sherlock Jr. a lot more enjoyable than this film. Although the spectacle of this film was better. Because the whole time I was wondering, how did they do it? Which I don't usually wonder, because nowadays I just go, oh, they use CGI, lol. Um, <laughs> but but there's no CGI. This guy's this guy shooting cannons. This guy's fucking riding trains. This guy's throwing wood around. I was like, damn. Yep. 
He, he got his cardio in filming this one. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's it's uh, a, definitely a visual spectacle, but I think out of all the comedies that we've done, this is probably my least favorite of the, what, four we've done? This might, like, if we didn't do The Lost World last week, this might be my least favorite out of everything we've done on the podcast. Mm, <laughs> yeah. mm, mm. I think I preferred non- Nosferatu over this just because of... Um, oh, I, I definitely preferred this over Nosferatu. But I'd probably still put it under the kid, I think. I think the kid was a bit more fun as well. But speaking of the kid, and we will get into some more uh, spoilerific details uh, very shortly, but speaking of the kid, uh, Zach the Guest... Um, <laughs> I'm 24. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you have a bit of a historical um, uh, context regarding the person behind the kid, Charlie Chaplin, and the person behind this movie, Buster Keaton, that uh, I'm very interested for you to, for you to talk about. That I do. I I read an article somewhere. Um, uh, uh, it was peer reviewed, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, what it said was it was just talking about the relationship between Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and how they were they were friends as well as rivals. And mm-hmm. at wow. one point, Charlie Chaplin's just like spouting all this stuff about communism and just like it's actually really great. Buster's just like, you know, mate, this is just gonna, this, this isn't gonna go well for you. And anyway, like all these things you're describing, they, they happen without communism. And then Charlie Chaplin's like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. But then Charlie (laughs) Chaplin got like, um, exiled from America and then just kind of like fucked off to Switzerland and was never seen again. Well, yeah. That was not where I was expecting that story to go. Where did you where did you think I was gonna go with that? Well, at the start, they were friends, and I was not expecting that. I I thought they would have uh, you know yeah. not liked each other, been like, you know, cause he, they're, they're they're rivals, right? But that's interesting to know that they were friends and that the thing that sort of split them up was communism. <laughs> but I I guess that's what kinda happened back in the day. Yeah. You're just like, hey, I'm gonna be a communist now. Yay. Yeah, like, same. Bust, Buster um, was saying, like, Charlie, you gotta just stop being so political. <laughs> <laughs> and stop marrying underage girls, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else like spoiler free that we could talk about here. Is this I'm gonna ask the real question. Is this movie too long? What do we think? Is this film too long? I mean, a lot of time is spent him just, like, sitting under a table. <laughs> You're not a fan of the, that's, that specific amount of time allotted to that? There's a, a bit too much time of him just, like, listening to, to people talk, and obviously we don't get to see what they're talking about, so it's just like... <laughs> and I like the bit where, the, like, the, the cigar goes underneath and, and it burns the <laughs> hole and he's like, Ah! Mm, but yeah. it's, it's also just like the suspense of disbelief where the the guy kicks him and doesn't notice. Mm. Oh, yes. Oh, he just presumed it was the leg of the other guy. Uh, I, I think this was not too bad. I mean, it was only like an hour, 20 minutes. Probably could have been cut down a bit. Probably could have cut, you know, 10 or so minutes out of it. But I thought it was all right. Yeah, it really does kind of feel like if this was a modern film, and I hate saying that, but if this was a modern film, this, like hour 20 minutes would be like the final half hour long action set piece of a film <laughs> like mm-hmm. the whole movie is just kind of like non-stop action but because it's all non-stop action it can feel quite slow because it's drawn out after such a you know like over such a long time i don't know uh, although i did like the the ending action that we got 
which was pretty cool. I like the, the Confederacy one. Okay, enough of that. All right, all right, <laughs> moving on from those tricks. No, there's some great stunts. Uh, he almost kills himself like 10 times in this movie. Yeah, holy shit. I was like, fucking calm down, bud. And he got wet? Oh. Not not the first time. Hey, yo, not, not just him. Um, The actor that plays Annabelle as well just absolutely drenched in that one scene. That looked uncomfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. for everyone involved. At least they didn't break any necks in that scene, right? True, true, true. Not this time around. I will say her character in this is not... Like, compared to Sherlock Jr., where, she, like, the female lead slash the love interest actually does stuff, compared to that, in this, she's like... Join the army for me! And then gets kidnapped for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She really didn't do anything in this film, whereas in the other film, she had, like, a kind of crucial role in being like, hang on a minute, let me check out, let me do my own investigation. Oh, it wasn't that guy. Okay, I'll go find him. Whereas in this, she uh, she does drive a train for a bit. I guess. If not, if not poorly. Oh, and she did knock off that bit of wood to start the fire when he didn't want it as well. Don't forget that. <laughs> I got a bit of a question uh, yeah. for you. What version of this did you watch? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think Zach and I saw the um, the most recent release soundtrack. I'll have to double check who, who put it out. What version did you watch? Well, I started out on Amazon watching like this color version with, with oh. like added foley. And it was just the most disgusting oh. thing. I got like five minutes in. I'm like, fuck, I need to turn this off. This is this is hurting. <laughs> so then I just found another found another version and I was fine. It was like the proper sepia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sepia and then it's blue when it's nighttime, which is just wild. What a wild concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like the only silent films I've seen have been like um, Modern Times and the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And I was like, where's the green? Where's the excessive green? Where is it? (laughs) Everything's brown. I do like that part part of it. Uh, We saw the, we saw the Cohen media release. So that's the, the more recent one um, from like three, four years back. Still black and white quotation marks and, and no, no horrible color introductions. Cause that sounds awful. A pretty good soundtrack as well. I liked the soundtrack on this one a lot. It was. Got me pumped. Pumped for the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> the Confederacy? Hell yeah. Woo. Well, on that, let's uh, let's give this film some ratings. We'll get into uh, some reviews and, and, some, uh, and some spoilers in a second. But Zach, the guest, uh, what are you going to rate this? Is this an oldie or is it a goodie or is it both or is it neither? You could break the mold and not rate this. I got to... I- I can't say that it's an oldie. It's it is a goodie. It's like, mm-hmm. despite the context of it, it's just so well made that you just you can't. <laughs> How about you, other Zach, uh, the, the one that's always here? <laughs> ah, I'm glad that's my distinction. Um, <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah, it's a goodie. It's a goodie for me. It is weird that it's the Confederacy and it's like kind of pro Confederacy. It's like wh- why. Why did he do this? I mean, we've already talked like, you know, 20 minutes about it, but like, just, just, what, what are you, why? Why did you do this, Buster? Buster, my lad, my bro, my dude, my guy. But, um, it was a good film. Uh, <laughs> taking, taking it away from that, it's a good film. 
I'm gonna give it a goodie too. I can't give this an oldie. It's a, yeah, it's a very it's a very good movie. Um, and yeah, I just I can't wait for the day when uh, Tom Cruise decides to remake this. Um, <laughs> and just um, just kill himself on a train for an hour and a half. Hell yeah! And it's a bullet train. <laughs> yeah, it's a bullet train oh, this time. Shit. Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey. And I'm Georgina. And together, we're We're Disney Disney Grown-Up. We are the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts. And a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, thatsnotcanonproductions.com. Join us for Disney Grown Up. You know you want to. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. All right, shall we play a game now? Absolutely, Sandro, because I finally decided what I'm going to do this year, Sandro. Ooh, mm mm-hmm. In latter years, I have taken from Rotten Tomatoes some reviews and gotten people to guess the scores from them, you know, and we've been having fun with that, but you, you've been like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes, that that place sucks. Go to Letterboxd for your reviews. Letterboxd is way better. And you've been doing the the opposite on our Patreon at oldiebuttagoodie.patreon. Uh, or Patreon.oldie, whatever it is. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash oldiebuttagoodiepod. <laughs> that one. So, so you're clearly in the Letterboxd camp and I'm in the Rotten Tomatoes camp. Well, I'm finally going to put that to the test, Sandro. This year, I'm going to put Letterboxd versus Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm going to I'm going to do a bit of a a taste testing, as it were, like a like a soda test where we're testing whether Pepsi is better than cola. We're going to see whether people can recognize Rotten Tomato views versus Letterboxd reviews, because I've got five reviews here, two of which are Letterboxd reviews. Two of which are Rotten Tomatoes reviews, mm-hmm. and one of which is my review. Oh my god, it's Zach's review. Yes, it's <laughs> yes, Zach Rose has <laughs> come in and written a review for me, which was very helpful for him. <laughs> That's um, very, this feels rigged, actually. <laughs> it is. It is fully. And uh, you guys have to guess whether it's from Letterbox, Rotten Tomatoes, or me. And I am not going to tell you which one. They are till the very end. And we're going to see if you guys can can recognize which one of them. You can also grab a bonus point if you want to guess the score. If you don't, just don't worry about it. I can't be bothered. Exactly. <laughs> Is there a secret option, IMDb? Uh, I was thinking of putting it that I, gen- I genuinely went and looked up IMDb reviews, but they were all long and boring. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I really wanted to put one that was just like, you guys guess it. It's like, oh, that was actually IMDb. Lol. That's a good one, yeah. But um, IMDb reviews suck. You know what's worse than IMDb reviews, though? What's that? What? Google reviews. Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Buster Keaton being in this movie does not make it a comedy. It's a war movie. One star. <laughs> <laughs> yep. God damn it. I should have put that in. 
All right, next time. Next time we'll get maybe some Google reviews in to mix it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, that's where the, the, the real uh, conversation is happening. But your first review for this evening is from Houston, who says, Mad Max Fury Railroad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's letterboxed. It's it's yeah? it's too silly to be rotten tomatoes. <laughs> I agree. Uh, we've already established the letterbox is filled with film bros, and unfortunately, as much as I love the movie, film bros do love Mad Max. All right, you're both putting letterbox for that one. William says, uh, "Bet they needed to train a lot for these stunts." <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that could also be letterboxed. Actually, I think that's your review, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Very bold. That's very Zach. Okay. Uh, Michael says, Wow, surprisingly exciting. Keaton's character is quite lovable. The subtle sexism is also very amusing. <laughs> what? I love subtle sexism in my movies. <laughs> I know, right? That is very funny. That's 100% Rotten Tomatoes. That's such a Rotten Tomatoes review. Yeah, that's definitely Rotten Tomatoes. That, holy shit. <laughs> we have Peter, who says, You're welcome, Jim Carrey. What? I hate that so much. <laughs> I... What? <laughs> yep. That's so upsetting. I'm going to have to say that that is mm-hmm. letterboxed. You you know what? I'm going to say Rotten Tomatoes, because every now and then, like, the reviews that are just very weird are usually Rotten Tomatoes, and that yeah, one, yeah. I don't even know what the joke is, so yeah, I'm going to say that's, uh, <laughs> that's a Rotten Tomatoes one right there. All right, and finally, Mo says, chugga, 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 choo-choo, oh, it's the Confederacy! <laughs> Yeah, that's your review, but I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I guess I can't guess it now. Neither of us can. It's yours. It's fucking yours. <laughs> um, I, I believe um, that's Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I'm going. I'm going for a roughie. All right, that's a bold guess. A bold guess, sir. All right, I shall reveal them in order now. Mm. So the first one you both guessed it was from Letterbox. It's Houston with Mad Max Fury Railroad. And you were both correct. The second one said, uh, bet they need to train a lot for these stunts. Yep, 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 yep. You yep. both guessed that was me. But it was in fact me. It oh was me. My you God. were both correct. <laughs> Michael uh, said, wow, surprisingly exciting. Uh, Cretan's character is quite lovable. The subtle sexism is also very amusing. Don't know why he brought that up. What the fuck, Michael? That was from Rotten Tomatoes, and you both got that correct. Yeah, makes sense. Peter says, you're welcome, Jim Carrey. Zach guessed Letterbox, and you guessed Rotten Tomatoes. It was Rotten Tomatoes. So Sandro got a point there. But we know he's not getting the last one because Mo chugga chugga choo choo oh it's the Confederacy was not in fact me. It was Letterbox. It oh. was not Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so you were right, not guessing it was me though. Four points for me, and then the yeah three points for Zach Rose, and no points for other Zach because that would be rigged. Absolutely. But I'm gonna I'm gonna type down. Uh, how many you got right, and for which ones. And at the end of the year, I'm going to reveal it to see 
Which one is objectively better? There's no, like there's no other metric of science that could prove this more than this shitty game show. I can't wait for us both to forget about that halfway through the year. Fantastic. I look forward to the return of James Station. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, no. Why would you mention him? You've brought him into this world once again. Oh, Hello, God. Hello, it's me. I'm James Station, oh, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Quick, kick him back through the portal. Oh, ah. I'm gone. I'm a fuckwit. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Zach Rose, you may have lost that game. You know, you may have lost, but we're all winners in this game of trains and guns. Uh, so uh, you, you may continue to do the podcast as we go into spoiler territory. Now, if you have not seen the general and don't want to know about all the f- the the fucked stunts and everything, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about now. Some more spoilerific stuff. So uh, maybe skip to the very end if you have not seen it and do want to. Um, but uh, let's jump into some spoilerific details. What's your favourite stunt from the movie, Zach? Is now a good time to watch the movie? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. If, if you want to pop through the portal, do a quick time jump, watch the movie, come back, that would be great. Cheers. <laughs> no, I think my favourite my favorite stunt is definitely the train. The train, ex- like, crashing on the bridge and the bridge collapsing and rolling down the hill. Yeah. It's magnificent. And also just like the sol- the Union soldiers just being like, oh, she'll be right, mate. There's not that much fire on the bridge. Don't even trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, so, that was so random. They were just like, nah, it's fine. It'll be right. And then it definitely wasn't. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good one. I liked how the movie, it's basically just like an hour, 20 minute long live action Looney Tunes short. Because it's just- yeah. Just people throwing stuff at each other and just weird, violent hijinks. My 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 favorite. Uh, I alluded to it earlier, but it's one I'd actually seen online. Ooh. It was the only bit of the movie I'd actually seen before, which was the stunt where he rides the front of the train. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And he has the like. Uh, he has to pick up the uh, log off the track as they're coming to it, otherwise it's going to derail. And then they come to a second log, and he uses that log to like throw it onto to that other log and they both bounce off the track that one is a very impressive because if he didn't manage the stunt things could have gone very wrong there <laughs> yeah there's many stunts here where if he didn't do it right he would have died there's there's many or like been seriously injured there's so many stunts in here that had to go just right yeah what the fuck this movie was fucking crazy he was just like running around doing the craziest shit being like all right that's that's a good stunt people are like that all right on to the next one where i might die it's just like what the fuck and also all the money that would have gone into because they toss a train into a a fucking river you know (laughs) they 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 literally break tracks they they would have had to repair those afterwards right so that would have cost them a lot of money to do all this it depends if it was shot on location or, on, or in a studio. There's, like, not many scenes here that feel like they were in a studio, though. So I no, think it all no. would have been out in the open. Like, there's maybe one or two shots where you can kind of see, like, a matte painting behind some of the characters. But it's, like, a few. You can probably count them on one hand. They, they must have had some tracks in a studio or something, I guess. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of breaking of things 
because because they're, they're fighting and there's a lot of slapstick just fucking breaking shit it's like a cannon and you're shooting cannonballs that explode for some reason <laughs> um it's it's ah oh, it's a great time i liked it a lot yeah so the general i guess format of the movie if you have not seen it uh buster keaton he is a train engineer, uh, war breaks out, he tries to enlist but cannot, and so uh, his love interest's like, you're not gonna get into a war for me? Get out of here! Um, a year later, she gets kidnapped, and uh, they're, because the Confederacy are gonna, like, not the Confederacy, uh, the Union, sorry, I, uh, I assumed the other one was the bad one, the Union steal a train for hijinks, and she's there, and so they kidnap her, and so then he gets on a train and he goes to save her, and then it's just a big train chase to get back to the Confederacy so that they can shoot off all the uh, all the Union men. Uh, and that's the entire film. It's just one long chase. It is just Fury Road, actually, thinking about it. <laughs> I gotta say, though, that was the nicest bear trap ever. <laughs> the yeah, bear yeah. trap. <laughs> I want to get what, stuck in one of those ones. The ones that are just really easy to pull off, and then you pull your hands get stuck a little, and then your foot, your your other foot gets stuck. But then it's fine. You're totally fine. Don't don't worry. That's right. There's no spikes or anything to like eat into your leg. It's just clean metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the uh, the the training bear trap they had there. Actually, that was that was for the Union soldiers to purposely step on during like a training exercise and learn how to wrench them open. And so obviously they didn't want spikes on. Oh. So it made perfect sense in the canonical setting. If you guys paid attention, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for yeah, educating yeah, yeah, yeah. me. No worries. <laughs> I've I've used many of those bear traps myself, just for funsies, you know. I like to go jumping on some bear traps. When uh, you're at a camp and you're a counsellor and all the kids are playing uh, Capture the Flag, you just place some of the bear traps around, add a bit of spice. Oh, absolutely. I'm putting bear traps. No, I'm using the real bear traps for those ones, absolutely. <laughs> it always spices things up. That, that's what we do here, here at the Confederacy, you know. Spice some things up a little bit. That's right, that's right. Yeah, that was quite funny when um, the whole bear trap thing, I also wrote that down. And yeah, there's a bear just like walking around saying hi. There's a bear in this movie. That would have been expensive as well. That was fucking scary. That was like the the bear that Lou Ferrigno fought. It was, it was spooky. <laughs> you know what? This is more scary than Nosferatu or Dr. Caligari because of all the stunts. You're like, holy shit, these people are going to fucking die. Why are they making this film like this? That's right. Yeah, no, it's like how Jackass is scarier than all modern day horror films. Because <laughs> you're yeah, like, oh yeah, my god, exactly. They are they are endangering themselves. My god, I was worried that you were going to come in here and be like, so twenty people died in the making <laughs> of this film. Oh, I'd be, I would not have been surprised. I don't think anyone died making this film. But, like, when you think about it, he is the one doing most of the stunts. Like, during the dangerous stuff, it's just him, so... And Marion Mack was pretty pretty in danger, I feel. Yeah, because she was in proximity to Buster Keaton. <laughs> and that's the most dangerous place to be on set. But yeah, he's got a cannon, he fires it at them during the film, and that was quite a fun scene where... It, it, it's pretty obvious that, like, the cannon fired and then they might have had, like, some explosives on the train. I don't think it was, like, an actual cannonball hitting the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was quite a great series of events. I liked as well when um uh the Union soldiers are, like, on the... um 
they're on like the higher railroad that's like on top of the one that Keaton's coming through and they're just throwing stuff down at him like fucking like cartoon villains. That's <laughs> so funny. Uh I did I did like Zach's least favorite scene, the um the table scene where he, he they have the uh the cigarette butt and then he looks through it and we clearly see like a green screen little picture of the woman. As he's like, oh shit, they've captured my girl. I'm gonna have to free her. That that was quite amusing. And also that he ended up in the the I was gonna say the Confederacy camp. Yeah, this is hard, Sandra. <laughs> this is it's a hard, hard one. Putting them it? as the good guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean the the uh, opening scene of this movie is of slaves carrying a big box. Like it's the yep. very opening frame. <laughs> just just like fuck. Yep. Oh, yeah, we're the good guys. Don't worry about that opening scene. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we fucking expected doing movies from the 20s. <laughs> like, <I'm> like... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. But I didn't expect this. Like, a whole movie where it's like... But it's it's not even, like, racist. It's just, like... It's the people that represented a lot of racism. Because they were fighting to keep slaves. It's just like... what? The, uh... Yeah. I, I like how he just... Uh, isn't paying attention, so he goes into enemy lines. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. And also made me think about spies. How easy it would have been to be a spy back in the day. Because you just you just put on the wrong uniform. Unless you get caught stealing stuff or doing things, you could just be like, oh yeah, I'm, I, you know, unless you get interrogated, because obviously then you're, you're shit out of luck. For sure. But till then, it's like, how are they supposed to tell? You're just a guy. Everyone's just a guy. Nobody knows who everyone is, you know? I, I think it depends on which war you're talking about. Uh, it's easier for the uh, the Civil War because they were all Americans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if that would work for <laughs> other wars. Yeah, but there's other Civil Wars existed other than this one, right? Yeah. I'm thinking, like, uh, you know, in England and Europe and other things, like... You, you you could infiltrate places quite a lot easier. Nowadays, with modern technology, obviously a lot harder. But, like, you, you, you could probably do it. I was just saying. You just waltz in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm on your side. Don't worry about it. I'm not collecting precious intel. Don't worry about it. Anyway, I'm just going to hop on this train and go that way. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, Marion Mack, who, who is, uh, Annabelle, the love interest, I just remember that there is some, uh, some pretty dangerous stuff that she does. She gets choked out by Buster Keaton at one point, which is, I was like, don't, don't do that, man. Um, she also gets stuffed into, like, a shoe bag when he's trying to carry her out of the camp. And all those barrels just get, like, lightly, like, launched just beside her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be super dangerous. That would hurt your ears, surely? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And there's, yeah, the, the train going in the water we've mentioned. Oh, uh, the train on fire was really cool. Oh, that yes. Was, yeah. Is it actually yeah. that easy to just, like, pull out the the little screw on a on a train and just be like, oh, it's gone? Oh, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, there might have been a second. Uh, some of them had a second one that went through the screw on top. Ah, so okay. They had like a little loop down the bottom, so you'd have to take one out the bottom and then at the top. But uh, you you could take off a latch pretty easy back in the day. That's terrifying. Okay. Everyone's robbing hey, trains. Old trains, very cool stuff. I like I liked that these trains used wood instead of coal. 
that was uh that was very amusing to me because at one point he's having to like madly hack away at wood and that's why he doesn't see that he's gone into super deep into enemy territory is because he's just madly hacking away at wood so he can chuck it in the furnace that was that was rather amusing to me i liked uh when he was directing uh the confederate soldiers with a sword and then his sword kept breaking and he was just <laughs> flinging a blade around he's a deadly oh, like man he's just he yeah. just kills people left right and center yeah. oh yeah people die next to him and he's just like oh uh well i'm gonna need someone else to use this cannon please chop chop there's that yeah that one part at the yeah that you just mentioned like with the cannon there's that scene where like some it's n- not even a sniper because he's like hiding like in the bushes but there's this one soldier just shooting the two people on the cannon and keaton's like oh no they're dying they're dying all around me i'm gonna be next and like he pulls out his sword and then the blade just goes flying and kills him which was uh, <laughs> just good yeah <laughs> that's good. it it's an accidental an accidental death that that's a that's a jar jar level war <laughs> war <laughs> warring right there Oh, and at the very end, he um, like he manages to, I guess, arrest the union leader. Yeah, yeah, because early on in the film, I remember it. He like pans, he like pans the guard or whatever, and that that guard guy just so happens to be the the general in the train. So that guy was knocked out for like most of the film. So that was set up very early, and I was like, oh, they remembered about this guy. Oh crap, it's the general. And then yeah. He rocks up and is like, oh, hey, uh, General, I, I guess I'm arresting you. And he's like, uh, I guess I'm being arrested. And then the, the, the generals are very respectful to each other. They saluted. And I was like, ah, yes. Because we were and all then, Americans. Yes, we were all very civil in our war. <gasps> um, <laughs> and then he gets, he gets uh, fake out promoted, which was great. It's like, what uniform are you wearing? Is that your uniform? And he's like, no. He's like, get out of that fucking uniform. And he's like, oh man, put in, put on this uniform, this admiral uniform, this general uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh. Now he's a real Confederate soldier. Yay! Wow. Yay! Oh, no. And Annabelle I- can finally love him. <laughs> Yay! He simps so hard he joined the army. (laughs) He simps so hard he joined the racists. Yeah, for some reason, Keaton seems to think, like he said, I was very proud of this picture uh, because I took actual happenings out of the history books and told the story in detail. I, I, yeah, kinda. Kinda. Uh, You missed one detail, one very crucial detail. (laughs) You kinda, you kinda did a swapperoo that kinda messed it all up. Yeah. But it is it is cool that this is based on a, a real story, right? About some train shenanigans. That is cool. The Great Locomotive Chase of 1962. There is another film based off it that does tell it the actual way around. Uh, it's a Disney movie from 1956 called The Great Locomotive Chase. It's probably on Disney+. Plus. I probably won't watch it ever, but it's there. <laughs> Excellent. But this is a really good movie. You just kind of got to ignore certain aspects of it because it was a different time i guess there's probably some historical reasoning that i can't be bothered looking into and like i have a bit of a question where it's just like i know it's because the story has to happen but why Mm. aren't the confederates more just like um like when when he when he tries to get recruited and they're like nah chief they don't (laughs) actually say why 
Like they, we know why, but yeah. they never say it. They're oh. never transparent. Trainsparent. <laughs> Trainsparent. <laughs> yeah, I think they do it just for the film, which of course leads to the other guys thinking that he didn't even apply, where he he tried multiple times to apply, but they wouldn't let him. He thought he lied first, for fuck's sake. He tried his darndest. That's a classic thing that I hate in some movies. The the misunderstanding that causes the rifts is like, ah. Uh, he could have he could have been like two seconds when the guys invited him in line, he could have been like, oh no, sorry, they rejected me. But obviously he didn't want to say that because he he was told he wasn't fit to be a soldier, instead of saying they didn't say, Oh, you're too valuable as an engineer. There's not enough transparency in the Confederate Army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're all white. There's a lot of transparency there. <laughs> Ooh. But uh yeah, it's a good movie. I guess I will admit this is a good film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, howdy, howdy. Did you miss me? It's Sally McSeller. I've got another ad, but I'm going to yell at you. Do you like the podcast you're listening to right now? I know you do. I know you're laughing. And I know that you want to head over to patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod where you can join for $1 and get ad-free episodes, or join for $5 a month and get bonus stuff, like this brand new bonus podcast on the movie Throw Mama from the Train, here's a clip! Billy Crystal is a teacher at, like, a literature class, and Danny DeVito's in that class, and he apparently, to quote, he wrote a three-page murder mystery with two characters, and one of them was dead by Peter. Who done it? Who did it? Who did it? The man in the hat did it. He killed the other man in the hat. Whatever the fuck was the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm laughing so much, and I know that you will be too if you head over to patreon.com forward slash oldie but a goodie pod. Get those ad-free episodes, get that bonus content, stuff it in your ear holes, and keep listening to this episode, because this ad's done. It's over. I'm an American, and we're going back to the podcast. Yeehaw! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Let's come up with a remake. Unless you've got something, uh, some other moments you want to mention, we can uh, move on over to the remake portion of the episode. I'm ready to remake this movie. I have a great idea for this remake. Now, this may change the story quite a bit, you know, but what if we weren't the Confederacy Whoa. and we were, in fact, the other side? Oh, my God. <laughs> the unions? Yeah, the unions, I know. Well, here's what I was thinking. Um, We, you know, for Charlie Chaplin, uh, we cast Kevin Hart, uh, for Harold Lloyd, we went Kate McKinnon. For Buster Keaton and Sherlock Jr., we went we went with Bill Hader. Do we keep this in that world? Is this still Bill Hader, or are we going to recast? I have a terrible recast. Oh. So, for my Armando Iannucci-directed um, The General. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
Um, oh so we're, we're going for like full, full satire. Um, I've got <laughs> Josh Gad Josh as Johnny Gray and Ugh. Justin Thoreau as his as um, Annabelle's brother. I like that, actually. <laughs> I like that casting. Armando Ivan... I, I mean, yeah. Is this still told from, like, the perspective of the Confederate Army, but it's just, like... Yes. It's complete sense. <laughs> oh! I like Iannucci a lot, and Josh Gad is great in Avenue 5, so I think that actually could work. Uh, but, Zach, who did you have in mind for the main character? No, no, no. I like this idea, because what you can have is have the story play out like the books where we lose, but we're filming it from the perspective of the losers, essentially. That's good. Mm, That's really good. So all the slapstick hilarity is them trying to chase after this, like, one guy. (laughs) It's just them being completely incompetent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's just one guy. We'll go get him. But, like, there's several people just just can't can't do anything. I was going to say Remy Malik. Oh, that's actually really great. Rami Malek can be the, the, you know, the bad guy quotation marks of the movie where it's the the union guy that they're chasing after the whole time. Oh, right. Rami Malek is the bad guy. I was going to say he's the good guy, quote unquote, the Confederate guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not the Confederate guy. No, what I'm saying is we're the Confederacy. Yes. And we're idiots. And then Rami Malek's union guy, who is the bad guy, quotation marks, is the union, but he gets away with it all, you know? That, that's my thoughts. Zach, what was your thoughts? Did you agree? I do or agree. That's a, that's a solid idea. Because yeah. it does change your Josh Gad into kind of like the opposite character. Well, I mean, Josh Gad is great. Like, I don't like it when Josh Gad plays likable people. I like it when he plays the worst people. And so if he's the main character and he's, like, full Confederate, but, like, completely incompetent, that is a great lead role. So I like the idea of Josh Gad in that role. And him trying to do stunts would be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I want them to recreate the train scene, right? And Remy Malik does the stunt, yeah? But then they go to do the same stunt and they fuck it up and the whole train derails. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be good for Annabelle? I reckon if this is Ianucci, we're leaning really hard into the you need to go to war to marry me story. Oh, absolutely. Melissa so, McCarthy. No, Melissa McCarthy is exactly who I was like. I was like, Melissa McCarthy is pretty spot on. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robbie Malik is the general. Justin Theroux is the brother. But as the dad, who would play a good dad? Oh, Robert Patrick. <laughs> yes! That's the perfect. He's like, per- like really abusive. <laughs> Just really racist and mean. <laughs> Which mm. is him in like Peacemaker is what I'm picturing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, that's our remake of The General, directed by Amanto Iwanuchi. <laughs> Um, of course, the... Well, oh, yeah, he he did the death of Stalin, so he's great at telling, like, these, like, historically satirical sort of movies. Exactly. That is a very funny idea. Well, and with that very funny idea, we come to the end of the episode. Zach Rose, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if people want to check you out, uh, you, you know, we are going to Adelaide very soon to do um to do Adelaide Fringe, the the play Shakespeare Aliens, which you are a part of. In fact, that starts next week. 
which is very exciting. Uh, we're speaking of trains, we're going to be on public transport getting down to Adelaide, Ooh. so that will be very fun. Risking our lives, just like Buster oh would have wanted. Good luck. Oh god, you guys are going on a train after watching this movie. Good a coach, Lord. actually. A coach, actually. Yeah, so it's like it's more dangerous. Even. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, good luck to you guys. I hear those things are very dangerous. I will live tweet the entire thing, so follow me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Make make sure to bring plenty of wood for the furnace, you know? (laughs) But yeah, we are doing shows, I think it's the, uh, it's the 28th? It's the 28th. 28th of February to the 5th of March. That's right. No show on Friday, but we are doing five shows in Adelaide. Ticket link in the episode description. But Zach, if people want to follow you in other places and other things, what else are you up to? What else are you doing? Where else can people see you? Oh, I'm not doing very much. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. You met the other Zach. Oh, sorry. Oh, I got shit. very confused. Oh, my bad. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me on the socials, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, um, not much going on at the moment. Just, uh, just, just Shakespeare aliens, and we'll see what happens after that. All right, all the links in the episode description, and follow you on Letterbox as well. Oh, of course, yeah, I've see. just joined. Just joined. Um, <laughs> I've yeah, done yeah. two reviews. I reviewed Censor uh, and um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever because I watched oh. it for a second time for some reason. I don't know why I did that. Oh. Uh, links in the episode description. Just like links to our stuff, we are on all the stuff and things uh, at Oldie Buddy Goody Pod on all the things. New Patreon episode is out right now on the movie Throw Mama from the Train. Mm. Uh, also, train-related shenanigans. Oh, yeah, a bit of a train week. Uh, mm. Danny DeVito directed that one. Zach, do you think people should check that episode and movie out? I think they should check the movie and then the episode out. That's what I think. That usually means it was a good one. <laughs> wink, wink. Trains are dangerous. Be be careful, people. And then coming up uh, this Wednesday is another bonus episode on the film Turbulence 3 Heavy Metal, which is about a, a metal band doing a concert on a plane that then gets hijacked by hackers. So <laughs> That's so wild. Oh, I think they're satanic hackers too, which is going to be... Oh, nice. They hack them with the power of Satan. Yeah, fuck yeah, metal. Bow <laughs> down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Patreon in February is uh, is a wild time, but there's a link in the episode description there. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think all that is left to do really is for me... To pick next week's movie. Ooh. Oh, fantastic. And we're going to 1927. And look, usually I would go through all the options, you know. I'd be like, oh, the jazz singer came out that week. Oh, Napoleon came out that week as well. What a what a great movie. But uh, no, 1927 was the year Metropolis came out. Ooh. And we love sci-fi. We're big sci-fi boys. So Absolutely. Yeah, we're picking Metropolis, obviously. <laughs> Holy shit, that's two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, boy. That's going to be an interesting one. We'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah, this movie looks sweet, though. Have you seen Metropolis before, Zach Rose? Not as of yet, but I'm I'm bloody keen. I'll watch it, and then I'll (laughs) listen to your podcast. Hell, yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, it's one I've been meaning to watch for a while, but it's so long that I have not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't someone want to remake it? Um, like Like a Taika... Or a, um, a Jordan Peele wanted to remake it. I can't see Taika remaking Metrop, but I mean Jordan Peele potentially. Well, well, we don't know. Maybe, maybe it's more amusing than you think. You know, you haven't seen it, right? True, so. true. Could be funny. 
Zach, I, the, the co-host, you've got to go back to the future and maybe try and fix the stuff so that this situation doesn't happen again. Oh, right, yeah, I forgot to mention that. I probably should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, the future's kind of fucked now. Y- y- something happened back here, and I'm not sure what happened. Anyway, bit timey-wimey, bit weird. I'ma leave. See you later. Oh, okay, he's gone. Usually we have to shoot the orphan again. Anyway, hi, orphan. What's going on? Does anybody have any money for bread? Uh, alright, we'll get you back as well, Zach Rose. I don't know how the, it, it, it usually happens. You might just have to think really hard and click your heels together and then we get the other guy back. I think I can. I think I can. Oh! Oh my god, he's gone! Cronenberg, oh my, it's body horror! Damn it! I was supposed to be invaded by uh, Zach Adams, not Zach Rose. Although he did have some very intriguing thoughts. It's giving me a new idea. Excellent. Oh (laughs) no, the future's getting worse and worse. I'll see you in a couple of years, Mr. Sandy. Oh, don't call me that. (laughs) No, don't call me that. Oh, Oh, well, I'm left all alone once again in 1926. I'm going to open up a portal. That wasn't me opening up a portal. I was just doing the noise, the sound effects playing in the background. You know what? Anyway, I'm going. I'm going. And until next week, make sure that um you can you ride trains. They're good, actually. I guess the Mikey system's kind of shit, and it's probably going to be gone by the end of the year. But I don't know. Like I ride trains. I guess they're good. Get into um the um the Melbourne Loop coming soon. What the fuck? Anyway, see ya. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by. <laughs>